Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hoop Scoop podcast. My name is Nate with my pod pal, Phil. Hello, a glorious evening, morning, whatever, what have you. And we're coming to the end of this bubble experience, Phil, and we got some things to break down. We have an NBA Finals to preview. We have some more teams to kind of reflect on and just a whole bunch more of Hoop's shenanigans. Are you ready to get into it? for the scoops, of course. All right, Phil, I figure before we preview this relatively intriguing NBA Finals matchup, in my opinion, we should kind of break down the two teams that cease to exist in our wonderful bubble. The Denver Nuggets, the Boston Celtics, they are no more despite their fabulous... They've popped. Their bubble has bursted. But still a lot of positives to take away from these teams. Obviously... Well, I would say more positives on one side than the other, but yeah, fair, definitely fair, positive. yes. I think there's some parallels in terms of both these franchises' states in terms of having a, a bright future, which I think both these teams do. But yes, I agree that right. I would say the Boston Celtics fan base is probably a little more disappointed than the Denver Nuggets are. Yeah, there's a little more uh, desired in the Celtics fan base just because they're basically, I guess, the equivalent of the Nuggets on the Eastern side where they're young and they're, they have the potential to be good, but they are a few more years ahead of like where the nuggets are right now. So they're kind of at the point where people are like, okay, the heat just knocked out the bucks. Whoever wins the Raptors Celtics, like it's, it's gotta be them, you know? Yeah. Like no one's expecting like the heat to just keep rolling. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially in the way they did. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think, yeah, you hit the nail on the head for sure. There's definitely a little bit more desire from that Celtics fan base just because of you know, it, it seems like they've gotten very close these last few years. You know, they're kind of on the brink. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this team is different. This was the first look we had with Kemba Walker. But, right. you know, the Denver Nuggets, absolutely miraculous comeback against the Los Angeles Clippers. Nobody expected that. And then they lose to LeBron James. You know, like, it is what it is. Yeah, it was, a, it was an amazing little, I don't, I don't know, what, a little rom-com. It was just unexpected. It, it was. It, it was ups, downs. You fall in love, you look at Jamal Murray's layup package. It's just it's hard to ignore. It was a feel-good story for sure. And the Denver Nuggets, let's... That was the word I was looking for. <laughs> let's not... You know, we don't want to make it out to be like this is just a moral victory. You know, the, the, the Nuggets, they, they want to win the title too. And they have a really good team. And I'm not saying they should be happy with losing. But they're based around their young dudes. They don't have a, a ton and of players. They have big contributions from MPJ who just showed up. Yeah, MPJ really showed a lot, you know, for those that had questions about him, and there still are questions, it's not like he's a solidified stud, but in, right. in, in terms of his upside, I mean, there's, it's oozing, it's oozing out of MPJ yeah. right now, a 6'10 guy who moves fluidly, has a silky jumper, you know, he's everything that you want at this stage in his career, so right. the Denver Nuggets, they have three really, really, really promising players. One who's already a superstar in Nicole Jokic. Jamal Murray, he's kind of that tier below in terms of young players. He, he's a star, still has room to grow, but absolutely crazy run from him in the postseason. And MPJ made crazy leaps and bounds in this playoff. But for the Boston Celtics, obviously you they have your core. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. They have a really good team. Jason Tatum and J- Jalen Brown both made leaps, and this team is going to be around the East for a little bit. But there are some question marks, and I want to talk about Kemba Walker, Philip. I want to talk about yes. Kemba Walker. I that love was my Ke- first thought, too. I-, I love Kemba Walker as a man. 
We have we've had, we, very good, we've broken we've broken time. bread on multiple occasions. <laughs> we've spoken hot to hot, but seriously, Kemp, Kemba, great story. I don't think anybody expected him to be this kind of NBA star, even coming out of college. He's really shown that you know he's he he wasn't just a college dude. This is an NBA star, but at the same time, Phil, it's a lot of money he's getting. It's a lot of money. He's getting, he, yeah, he's getting quite the it's quite a pretty penny. It's a lot of money he's getting, and I think he has three more years on his contract, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. Yeah, it wasn't. I think it was because they couldn't do the full max because it wasn't like they didn't own or he wasn't on the Hornets, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the Hornets could have given him the full year max and then the Celtics. The, the, super, the super max. Outside. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, three more? Yeah, I don't I think know. Because their more. point guard, their point guard rotation is weak because it's, I mean, you got Tatum taking the ball, Jalen Brown could take it up. Even Grant Williams had a moment or two, which I don't understand, but um, well, also Marcus Smart. But <clears throat> Wanamaker and Kemba is just a bad concoction. And anytime Brad Sims kept putting them on the court together, and their defense was just abysmal. Yeah, and just to clarify, you could do whatever you wanted. I have in front of me Kemba signed a four-year, hundred forty million dollar deal, and that last year's a player option, which he's going to opt into. He gets thirty-seven million that year. So yeah, he's going to say it's probably yeah. forty. <laughs> Yeah, so he he's there for three more seasons, and Kemba's a really good player. He's a really good player, right. but he's the third best player on this team. And you could argue, I, I think could, he's, I think he's fighting for third. You know, I think Jalen Brown. Uh, listen, and not that that's even the point. I'm just saying, right? I think that Kemba has to find a way to impact the game in other ways. Okay, the way he was effective on the Charlotte Hornets, you know, being that. Ball dominant, pick and roll, pick, pick and roll, pick yeah. and roll over and over, you know, pull up three over and over. Like that was he he was good. Obviously they weren't winning, not that it was his fault. He was good, but that's not the way he's gonna help this Celtics team. So I think they're gonna have to reassess this offseason. How is Kemba going to translate to wins? Right? So turning him into more of a spot up guy, maybe. Okay. I yeah. He missed a lot of spot up jumpers. He has to be more consistent from that. Standpoint. He did not play a lot off ball. It did not seem like – I guess they never ran through that kind of set where he's off ball and, like, maybe Marcus Smart's just running the pick and roll. But he just never did it or looked comfortable when he was doing it, like, the few times. Yeah, finding a way for him to be more effective on defense. Obviously, he's never going to be yeah. an all-pro defender. But, you know, he, he's, he's getting a he's lot of be, money you know, and he's going to – and I'm not saying I have all the answers, but – I think that is the biggest question mark going forward. How are they going to – and I'm not saying Kemba was bad. I'm not saying Kemba was the reason they lost. But that is going to be the the key, I think, to turning this team into a real, real championship team. And I'm not saying they couldn't have won the title this year. They could have. But to yeah. really get to that next level – and the competition is only getting harder. The Brooklyn Nets, who knows what they're going to be next year. Obviously, the Sixers, they were a complete disappointment. But they're still going to be in the mix – they're going to be healthy, presumably, next year as well. Look at the mm-hmm. West. There's going to be more teams. Golden State's going to come up, and you would, you would think be more effective. Dallas is only getting better. You know, so there's a lot of teams that are coming up. It's just not easy. It's not easy to win a title, especially with the parity that's in the league these days. And Boston's going to be very good. But to get to great, I think they're going to have to figure out how to make Kemba Walker more of a winning player for their squad. Right. And, I mean, when you want to have your best players out on the, on the floor in the end of the game, especially when Tice fouled out in the third, 
Um, Stevens had to keep going back to Grant Williams at the five, and Kemba was just out of the game because they couldn't do switches with him because that would just be, you know, a disaster. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like, what they're looking – what they would be looking for in free agency. Like, they definitely need to get rid of Wanamaker. He's not very, you know, consistent in his defensive attempts, and his offense is very questionable as is. Uh, I don't even know. What do you think? Like, yeah, quick pickup? Yeah, they, they're the depth has to be addressed. Obviously, figuring yeah. out figuring out some kind of viable options back of point guard. Figuring out if they can get some big man depth. You know, figuring out if they can start shooting off the bench. Like all of these teams, they have one or two games where like a bench shooter comes in and hits four threes. You know, and they don't they don't really have those bench wing guys that can come in and, and space the floor for them. I haven't really looked at the, I haven't really done a deep dive with the free agency class, so I can't speak on it fully right now. I think maybe when the season ends, we can really take a deep at that, mm-hmm. a, a look at those free agency, free agent guys and see which teams can use them. I'm not sure off the top of my head, but those are the kind of players that I think yeah. you definitely have to look at because while this team is good, you're right. There's, there are things that are just glaring holes that are going to prevent them from, you know, really taking the next step. And again, I'm not saying like Boston isn't going to be a, a threat next year. They are. Like, this is a really good team. Tatum continues yeah, Tatum easy. continues to get better. The dude is – he's on the verge of superstar. I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised if next year we're talking about Tatum as a top-10 guy. You know, he has all the, he has all the tools. Yeah. But, yeah, to get to that next step, this, this roster does need to be revamped a little bit. You know, I'm just thinking, like – because right now they're, I mean, what they do next year is going to be the exact same expectations from this year, where it's like these guys could be in the finals, they could win it. If they do the right pieces or retooling in the offseason, you'd be, I'd probably be looking at them like, okay, they're a lock for the finals. Like, what are they going to do yeah. when they get there? Like, if they make smart moves, and I don't know, the first thing that came to my mind was a reunion with um, what's Avery mm-hmm. Bradley. That could be a very nice shoring up of the point guard. I don't know if he's going to leave to LA for yeah. being town, but you yeah. never know. But yeah, I mean, just you got to think about it. It's hard to think about all the free agents right now. So there's a lot of different yeah, options. For sure, for sure. Well, Boston Celtics, Denver Nuggets, both teams with super bright futures. But again, nothing is promised in the NBA. You know, I think we take for granted sometimes. Like teams get really close, and we're like, oh, they're going to be here for years and years and years. Like, hold up, you know, things change quickly. Yeah, especially with how things have gone recently. Like everybody's signing two, mm-hmm. three year deals where like our superstars yeah. are. You know, so what's the young? What are the young guys going to be? Yes, yeah, exactly. With? But you know, no reason to panic if you're a Celtic or Nugget fan. Just, I would say, cautious optimism. Cautious optimism is what I would say. Yeah. So, that's that. Let's talk about the last two teams standing in the lonely bubble, Phil. We got the Miami Heat. The big dog. The Los Angeles Lakers. Heat Lakers. What a crazy finals that nobody could have predicted from the beginning of the season. I know some people were high on Miami. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was I was on the Miami hype train from the beginning. To be fair, I was also I was I did not put all my eggs in their basket. I thought it was going to be either Miami or Houston making the big run, but I didn't expect either of them to do this. Mm-hmm. So here we are. You know? Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean Miami's just done it by by committee. You know, just and Eric Spoelstra's amazing coaching and their defensive schemes, and it's been impressive. Absolutely, Miami's been super impressive such a deep team they kind of just check all the boxes you know they have a, they have they have some shooting yeah. they've got they've got point guard play they have jimmy mm-hmm. i think the one thing that they probably aren't you know 
that the one concern you might have had earlier was like, okay, where are their half court scoring go to options? And Jimmy Butler mm. d- does a lot of that for them. But Goran Dragic is so when he wants when to. he wants to. But Goran Dragic is so underrated, so underrated. I mean, I know like, he's yeah. a, he's honestly an all star level point guard, or at least the way he's playing right now. You know, he he gives all kinds of players fits. I, I think he's going to be a huge factor in this series. What are you looking for in this series? What do you think are concerns for both teams? What do you think are strong suits for both teams? What are you looking for going in? Um, I'm just thinking of two things right now. The Heat definitely have the Goran Dragic Jimmy attack on the guard spots because, I mean, they lost Avery Bradley, as we talked about before, and he was the best defender, and now they're kind of just running with kind of lack of guys with, like, Caruso and Rondo and um, Quinn Cook doesn't touch the court, but that was the next thought that came to my mind. But you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Green. That's what I was thinking. Anyway, so it's – I don't know. Those guys are going to probably tear it up. And then Harrow, he gets hot for a game or two. That could really make a difference in how the games look coming out of the first game, coming out of the, the rest of the series, you know. Yeah. And then the Lakers definitely have the size matchup with – because you basically the, the bigs they were running were Bam and Kelly Olenek. And then Kelly Olenek started to disappear. Yeah. So he's, he's going to have to show up more. Myers Leonard's going to have to show up because they're going to have to play with JaVale, Dwight, and AD, sometimes at the same time. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not saying you're wrong. That might happen. The Heat might just do a little Houston thing and try to just force them to say, you cannot play Dwight or JaVale. You know? I don't think that's impossible. They, no, they, it's not. They could, they, they could um, when AD is out, put Dwight or JaVale in to kind of combat with Bam. But I don't know if the AD plus a five man is going to work against Miami. I'm not sure. I don't know either. I think I honestly think it could go 50-50 because we don't know how Miami's tooled for it because I, I don't know. It'll just be interesting to see. Yeah. What are your we, thoughts? Advantage for each? Yeah. So advantage for Miami, I think, is definitely guard play. That's I've been saying it all playoff, and maybe I haven't given the Lakers enough credit because I thought that Houston would be able to give them more problems with James Harden, and that was kind of a shit show. And I thought maybe Jamal Murray gave them some problems, and the series was competitive, mm. but it didn't end up really making a difference. I think Miami, again, they have the advantage of guard play, and the difference that might be from the Rockets or Denver is I think they really have good wing depth to combat with LeBron on the other side. And they're not going to yeah. stop LeBron, but I think they have the most amount of guys that they, that they can throw on him. So we'll see how that goes. I think that obviously they're going to ask a lot of the Jay Crowder. I'm expecting big Andre Iguodala minutes. Big Andre Iguodala yeah. minutes. Like, He's a I, big I, LeBron stopper. Yeah, man. it's that. That's sometimes. Yeah, like that's what I think about first, honestly. Between... Him, Spolstra, and Pat Riley, like, I, I can just imagine them three getting in a room together, like, tonight and just going over their copious LeBron experiences <laughs> and just devising all these different plans. And again, you're not going to stop LeBron James. He's going to have a great series. But how are they going to go about defending him? Are they going you can, to— You can manage him. Yeah, and what's your strategy? Are you going to say, we're turning him into a scorer? We've seen that happen. Like, we are turning LeBron to a scorer— we are not letting him get other guys involved, which I think is probably the best idea, at least to start. See how that goes. See, yeah. see how, yeah. And especially with this team compared to, I think, la- like other seasons that LeBron's been 
obviously a, a superstar. Like teams in mm-hmm. Cleveland and teams even in right, Miami, right. like the reliable three point shooting isn't really there all the time. You know, KCP's been playing pretty well, but like let's see how Kyle Kuzma shoots. Let's see how Caruso shoots. Let's they're gonna they they have lineups very frequently where you know they have a few subpar three point shooters, and those guys are gonna need to make shots. They've made enough shots in the past few series, but I see Miami just kind of gambling with that, you know, late contest and seeing how far they can get with that strategy. Yeah. Another thing I just thought of was I think when Danny Green's going to be on the court, they're just going to throw, like, Tyler Harrow or Duncan Robinson will be with him at all times because his defense has been, you know, okay. He used to be a great defender, but now he's kind of just, you know, a solid guy. But you take that with just his three-point percentage and how he's been doing in the playoffs – compared mm-hmm. to what they'd be doing. And the offense would just – their offense would outweigh Danny Green's. It would just be – it would just make sense. I see I see one of those guys being on the court, like, when Danny Green is at all times. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of in terms of Lakers' advantages, obviously they have the two best players in the series. So that's just Maybe. off the bat. Definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> when you have the two best players in the series, you're almost always going to win the NBA playoffs. You know, I'd let, I I challenge you, Phil, actually, to find a series ever where a team had the two, not one, the two best players, and they lost. All right, that's a challenge. All right, for you. let me think. Right I'm, now, or can I come no, back? No, 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 yeah, come back to me. You yeah, know, you just, put just, me on the spot. Like, no, 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 I'm not people. saying right now. <laughs> that's just something to research. I'm going to look into that, too. It's an interesting I'm going to look thought. into it. My first thought was honestly this series with a series with the Heat and the Bucks because I mean some people prospectively put Chris Middleton in that pie in the sky spot. I know you were a big Chris Middleton fan. Yeah. So yeah. that's just that Jimmy, was my first. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler is better than Chris Middleton. I think Bam's that's probably better than Chris Middleton at this point. That's too, what also. I think. Uh, yeah. No, but okay. All right. We'll, but uh, just food out. for thought. Actually, idea mm-hmm. Heat versus Mavericks. Dwayne Wade and LeBron? Maybe. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, Dirk was older, so he was he was not the best guy. I mean, but before that series, I think everybody would have said, we're going on complete tangent, but I would say everybody yeah, probably yeah. thought LeBron and Wade were better than Dirk before that series, no? Yeah, agreed. No, you're right. All right, so there we go. There's our answer. <laughs> but All right, All right. <laughs> I'm done. So it can happen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well. We could do the Pistons, bad boy Pistons. Oh, yeah, Shaq and Kobe? Yeah. Okay, so it happens. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the Heat One, probably – The Heat have the deeper team. They have more reliable three-point shooting. It's going to be so, so critical to keep the Lakers out of transition. You know, it doesn't yeah. take a rocket scientist to understand that. Like, that's what every single person says. I mean, if you watch these – didn't even take the rockets to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and if you if you watch any of the <laughs> any of the Lakers postseason series this – this bubble, especially against Denver, against against Houston, definitely too. Poor, I don't even remember that. Just kind of turned into a bloodbath at the end. But you know, the Lakers are guardable in the half court. Obviously, like AD is going to hit some ridiculous shots. LeBron will hit some crazy shots too. And you'll, but like they don't run anything complicated on offense. You know, like very rarely do you, oh, yeah. do you see like the Lakers do something like, oh, I haven't seen that wrinkle. You know, it's 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 pretty yeah. cut and dry what they do in the half court. But if you turn the ball over especially live ball turnovers and you get LeBron running, you get AD on those leak outs. Like that's, that's where those eight Oh 10 Oh runs come. And that's where you get into trouble. And the heat know that for sure. We'll just see if they're 
able to not turn the ball over and to keep them out of transition. It's easier said than done. Yeah, quick question for you. On the pick and rolls, what do you think that's going to look like? Because you know it's going to be LeBron AD pick and rolls until it doesn't work, at least the first few times in the game, in one of the games, one of the earlier on games. Yeah, we'll see. The LeBron AD pick and rolls, they don't do it as much as you would like them to probably. But I think I think once it gets – I mean, you're, you're four games – you're seven games out max. I think they're just going to do whatever, like throw it out and just – we're going to do pick and rolls and see if it works. If it doesn't, then we'll, you know, do kind of more tried and true methods. Yeah. It's weird. Like, I can't even, when I picture the Lakers half court offense, I don't even, what comes to my head is just AD with, with it, AD in, a, in, a, in isolation or LeBron in some kind of like mid post isolation. Um, you know, it's just drive. Yeah. 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 So, it's hard to even think about their half-court offense right now. AD's – would you say that Bam is the best matchup for AD in that, that he's faced so far? Would you, would you say that? In what space? Do you think Bam is the best matchup for AD that he's faced this bubble? I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's definitely – off defensively, I'd have to go with yes because the Rockets, it was P.J. Tucker, and the Nuggets, it was a little fleet-footed. Nikola Jokic, but overall, I'd I'd still probably go with Jokic because Jokic was beating AD as much as AD was beating. Jokic, okay, we'll know? we'll say defensively though. Defensively, defensively, Bam. Yeah, because okay. I mean, he had a chunky big guy and then a chunky little guy. Yeah, that's that's the thing, you know. And and I think we'll we'll see how AD's. Obviously, he's a he's just gonna make some shots that it's like, yeah, you know, cool. Yeah, he made it, but. Even those shots, I think, I think it kind of gets under undersold. You know, his ability to hit those mid range shots, it's gonna go. It's 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 gonna be a little hard with Bam on him. And I'm not saying Bam is going to shut him down. He's still gonna make a lot of those. But I mean, he offers a lot of length. He's gonna get into him. I don't think he's gonna just concede those mid range shots like we've seen with some of these other teams when they play the Lakers. You know, an eighty mid range, an eighty mid range like semi contested is a win for them, and I get it. If that's your defensive personnel and you think that's a win for you, that's fine. I don't think the Heat coaching staff is going to consider that a win. You know, yeah. It's like when 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 coaches talk to teams about defensive game plans. I don't know. I've never been in the room, but I would assume they kind of go over like, okay, this shot we're okay with. You know, like this shot is a win for us defensively because you can't really always control the outcome, but you can in a way, control what shot they get. So, I don't think they're going to... The... Sorry, go ahead. I, I'm just saying, I think they they believe that defensively, they can force the Lakers to take tougher shots than that. Yeah, and I was just talking about, like, they're new, or not new, but the kind of revolution of the 2-3 zone. Or it yeah, yeah. Zone. No, it was 2-3 zone with the wings up top. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would really... Because, I mean... That's a, they cover a lot more ground when they're when the wings are in the in the two spots. Man, yeah. Do you think that's going to throw off AD's mid range? Do you think it already kind of enables itself to? Yeah, man. That that's. And... Yeah, I I I I'm happy you brought that up because I definitely wanted to talk about it. that's going to be really interesting because even when the Celtics the, the Celtics started to get a rhythm against that zone more so yesterday, and yeah. they did that really with two things. And the first is 
using those guards, those quick guards to kind of penetrate the cracks, Kemba, Jalen getting in the middle, you know, slithering through, creating havoc. Like that's how you beat any zone. You get to the middle of it and you just collapse it. And then every option is open. And then also you got to hit three point shots. And, you know, those are two things Lakers don't really have as much like the, the consistent three point shooting. We'll, we'll talk about it all series. Like, is it going to be there? Because, the Celtics really kind of shot themselves in the foot in that fourth quarter because they just were just bombing away from three and just missing and missing and missing. Right, and especially with the Lakers, like who's going to be running, who's going to be driving and kicking out will be LeBron. Yeah. So I'd rather have a LeBron three than Markeith Morris, Danny Green. I mean, Danny Green on a special day or Kyle Kuzma three, that's for sure, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, no matter their percentages in this, like – specific time with with what's been going on and how they've been playing i'd rather just see lebron shooting threes but no one else can be able to create and get those kind of open threes with the zone going so i don't know it'll be interesting i'm on the heat wave i don't know if i'm logically on the heat wave but i'm definitely on it what was that you think they'll win uh that's why i'm not that's why i'm not logically on it but i am on the wave you know that's like, fair. do I want That's the Heat to win? Yes. Do I think they're realistically going to win? Probably not. I don't know. But I, I think do they want have... them to win for the sake of anarchy and dogs. A lot of good matchups. I think there's a lot of things that on paper, it sounds good, you know, just in terms of mm. game plan wise. But I'm going to ride with the Lakers just because kind of by default, honestly. You know, yeah, it's it's LeBron James, Anthony Davis. They they're really clicking right now. You know, I I, they, I talk, they just need four games. Yeah, and I, I talk about how the three point shooting isn't consistent, but like, it's good. It's been good enough. You know, it's been good enough. So yeah. I'm not going to act like these guys can't shoot. You know, the like KCP has been playing well enough, and Cruz has been coming off and giving them solid minutes. So they're getting good enough contributions from their bench. Marquise Morris, another guy, giving them pretty solid minutes. So right. if those guys play well enough and LeBron and AD do what they've been doing in terms of just creating havoc on both ends, they're both playing at high levels on both ends too. LeBron has really picked it up a notch on defense. So it would just be kind of irresponsible to not take the Lakers at this point. You know, I said from the beginning, I thought Clippers Lakers, the winner of that was going to win the series. I was going to win the title. Obviously I thought it was going to be the Clippers. Obviously I was dead wrong, but I'm going. I think Lakers. I had them too, but not yeah. as, not as enthused as you. <laughs> But one quick thing. Yes. I was texting you about this last night. Is this the most pure version of the of basketball we're going to get? I mean, yeah, you can't say no. You can't say no. Because realistically, there's no fan influence. There's no refs being influenced by the fans in the stadium. I know those aren't really what you're supposed to be doing, but they happen sometimes. And with the whole, everything's just kind of negated. People are playing basketball and that's that. Yeah, for sure. I, I kind of like this championship because the fields are very much leveled, you know? Yeah, you know, it's obviously, just basketball it, in the most pure form possible. It is very pure. It is very pure. Obviously, you know, it would be really fun to see, you know, Staples Center and Miami. You know, Miami, oh, yeah. like they Miami. Obviously, their fan base, it, it gets some. They get some crap sometimes, but you know, th- those finals were pretty fun. Those finals were pretty fun with LeBron yeah, there. Like, like, like they they come out when their the team's game. good. They come out when their team's good, and and they leave as soon as they turn bad. Oh, for sure. But they're good, and they and it goes over time and. And they would have they would have had a, a lot of fun rooting against LeBron. You know, that would have been really fun. So 
listen, is what it is. But yeah, it is going to be cool seeing just pure basketball. And I'm really excited to see what the Heat kind of devise. Like Spolstra and Pat Riley, I, I, I've kind of thought this for a while. You know, I, I really think there's some resentment there with LeBron, honestly, especially from Pat Riley, who yeah, isn't one think... to isn't one to think like, oh, I'm I was just here to help you. Like, no, Pat Riley wanted LeBron to be on the Miami Heat for his whole career. You know, like that's yeah. what he wanted. He wasn't okay with him just leaving. Like, obviously, he didn't take it horribly like Dan Gilbert did that first time, but he wants this bad. He really does, I think. Yeah, I mean, Spolstra, I think he's a good guy, you know? Like, he's a nice guy. I don't think he's going to hold some kind of a resentment. But I definitely think, you're right, Pat Riley's definitely like, like, this is my shot. I'm going to, we don't need LeBron. Yeah, yeah. And if only D-Wade waited one year to, before he retired. <laughs> Would have been oh so fitting. Yeah, no, you're obviously Spolster is a nice guy, and he he's he's not Pat Riley. There's only one Pat Riley, but yeah, no, I th- you know Spolster's your competitor, and let's not get it twisted. I, LeBron, if, if if you have eyes, you, you you would know, especially going back. LeBron pretty much tried to get Spolster out of there, you know, if you remember correctly, and Pat Riley. Yeah, that is a very distant Pat, memory. But, you, you do remember that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah no. uh, at the end, he was kind of like, like, fuck Norris Cole, fuck Mario Chalmers, like, gets and at first, out. And at first, when they struggled, and remember he infamously kind of rubbed shoulders with him going to the bench? That was disrespect. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're right. And I, think about that. I, I don't know, because none of this has really been made public or confirmed by any party, but from kind of the the dark dark halls of the internet, it was... LeBron kind of went to Pat Riley and said, you know, we need a new guy, we need a new guy. And Pat Riley said, no, you know, because that's another thing with the Miami Heat. Like, mm-hmm. they no, – no player is bigger than the Heat, which is not always how it is in the NBA. So, I right. think that's another thing that – It's not how it is in Brooklyn. It's not how, it's in, how it is in Brooklyn, but that's a conversation for another day, Philip. Another day, for sure, for sure. Well, before we go, Phil, final pick – I'm going to go Lakers in seven. Let's just do it in seven, please. <laughs> maybe the, maybe that's not. I'll, I'll, I'll happily take seven. I hope, again, I mean, I think it's going to be the Lakers, but I'm going to just throw away all rash, you know, logic and say heat. In seven? Heat in four or heat in seven. Oh, gosh. All right. Heat in four or heat in My seven. My official pick is, is Lakers in seven. I think it's going to be a good series, and I've been saying this about the last two Lakers series. LeBron's proved me wrong, but – Whatever. I'm still picking the Lakers, but I, I have it going seven. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Do you have any final thoughts, sir? Um, all I know is I'm going to look in my basement for that LeBron jersey heat jersey shirt that I had from middle school and see if I can rock it. That's valid. That's, a, that, that, that's what you need right now. Well, my name is it Nate is. with my pot pal. Thank you very much. And as Always, thank you for listening. Catch us on all platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. Follow us on Twitter for for all of our shenanigans. And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.